Hey, Nathan, want to tell us your question? Sure. So my question is this. Um, I've sort of kind of lived all over the country. I've lived in lots of different states, uh, Virginia, North Carolina, Ohio, Indiana, Florida, and now Oregon. And I found that one thing is true of all the states I've visited, and that is that not too long after I moved to to any of those states, somebody always says to me, well, you know, Nathan, if you don't like the weather, that's okay. It'll change in five minutes because this is Virginia, North Carolina, Ohio, Florida, <laughs> Oregon, Indiana. Um, and so my question is, is there anywhere where that is actually true? Is there a place where the weather actually does change every 10 minutes? You know, when I first moved to Chicago, someone said uh-huh. that to me very quickly. So It's, it's interesting. I, I also kind of wonder if there's some like philosophical reason that we want things to be able to change within 10 minutes, you know? Well, let's let's try this. Just um, you, you said you're in Oregon. Uh, what's the weather like right now? It's awesome. It's about uh, 65, 70 degrees. It's really nice. It's my perfect weather. It's clear, no rain, um, really nice summer Oregon weather. Okay. okay. And uh, what about right now? No, it's the same. Now let's wait five minutes. Okay, well, let's check in in five minutes. I like it. What'd you do last night while we're waiting? Last night, I was working on a project for graduate school. I just uh, began a program here at Oregon State in choral conducting. Do you have any uh, cool choral warm-ups that you like to do that you could teach us? Um, let's see. Yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, I, uh, one of the things I really love to do is just, um, the, the continents are B and D. Um, you just go B, D, B, D, B, D, B, D, B. You guys want to try that? B, D, 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 B, D, B, D. Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks. I'm impressed. That was really good. All right, how about another one? Uh, sure. Um, one I just learned, uh, we had a gestural authority come and visit with us, and um, he taught us this, uh, this, this new warm-up, and it's zing-ee. So can you guys do that? Zing-ee. That was zing-ee. Is Ready? One, you got it. Zing-ee, yes. Three. You, you gonna do it with me? No, one, no, I did the two, other one by myself. <laughs> well, you weren't in the clear, wasn't it? Okay, just go. We'll all okay. <clears throat> so, how's it go again, Nathan? Yeah, zingy, zingy. You guys are in the wrong field. You got to get into into a choir somewhere. All right. Should we check the weather, you think? Yeah, yeah, let's check it. All right, what's, what's it like there now? You know what? I'm looking out the window, and nothing has changed. Hmm. Well, if you don't like the weather now, just uh, just wait five minutes. Good advice. 
All right, we looked it up. It may be that Rapid City, South Dakota, has the most variable weather of anywhere in the country. And uh, it should be noted, they have a dinosaur park there. Dinosaur Park, may I help you? Hi, I have a kind of a weird question about the weather, if you have a second. Okay. I heard that Rapid City has the, the weather changes almost every five minutes. Is that true in your experience? It can, and it has. I mean, if you get on and do, like, research on it, there are things where, yes, the temperature has changed. Um, it doesn't happen, I don't think, all the time. Have you noticed any effects? I mean, how do the dinosaurs react uh, to the weather out there? Are you serious, really? They're not real. Also uh, on the list of places with truly crazy weather is Great Bend, Kansas. Um, we're going to call a bar there. It's called Lumpy's. Hello, Lumpy's. Hi, is Lumpy in? Nope, don't leave a message. Oh, well, maybe you can help me. Do you have a sec? Maybe. What did you need? Well, I have a question about the weather. Uh, yeah, I know. It's weird. But if you have a sec, I'm calling uh, from a radio show, mm-hmm. and we heard uh, that maybe there's some crazy weather down there. Is that something you can talk to me about? I like the weather right now or the weather later. Well, we have crazy weather once in a while, but right now it's pretty clear out. Well, in, in general, is there a time when it's it's changed, like it seems like two different seasons in, in one day? I, we've had days like that, yes. And we seem to go from... Winter to summer, we don't have much spring or fall weather. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, that's why they say if you want to, you never know what the weather's going to do in Kansas. I don't know if we're the only state that does that. Just wait five minutes. Would that's, you say? I've heard that before, yeah. <laughs> All right. And so tell, is, is and Lumpy's a real guy? That's the boss's nickname. I don't know who gave it to him. And I used to have a cat named Lumpy. Oh, but you didn't. you didn't give him... I didn't know this lumpy when we named the cat. So. <laughs> you know two lumpies. Yes. All right, so we did a little more digging, and we found that uh, back in January of 1943, there was a, a weather event in Spearfish, South Dakota, uh, in which the weather changed faster than pretty much any other time in recorded history. Linford is a lifelong resident of Spearfish. He's 90 years old, so he would have been around uh, back in 1943. We're going to call him and see if he remembers this day. Hello, Linfred? Yes. Hey, how are you? I was just fine. <laughs> Terrific. It's great to meet you, Linfred. Mm-hmm. So, Linfred, we're just calling, uh, if you have a sec, to talk to you about the weather. Mm-hmm. And specifically, we're talking about the weather back in 1943. Yeah. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, I wasn't here at that time. I was overseas <laughs> during the war. But after I came home, then I heard a lot about it. Those who were here that I remember said that it was a cold day, and all of a sudden they heard this noise, and here came this hot wind moving down. And they said in, in town here, the uh, wind blowing... One side of the building would be covered with snow, and the other side would be all uh, melting snow. Wow. And people coming around the corner would be just like walking into an oven. I have right in front of me a publication from from 1943 talking about that day in Spearfish. 
uh, in yeah. January. It says it went from negative four degrees to forty-five degrees in two minutes. Yeah, it's called a Chinook wind. C H I N O O K, which is an Indian name, and the the um, one that I remember we had later, which wasn't that bad, but I lived out in the country and I was walking up to get the mail. And it was a very cold day, and I was all bundled up. And I was just up to the mailbox, and I heard this funny noise, a roar. And I looked up in the hills, and there I could see the heat streak, the streaks of heat in the trees. And in a little while, all of a sudden, it hit me just like a opening the door of an oven or something. Wow. And by the time I got home, I had to take all my my heavy coats off. It was so warm. So, Linfred, uh, where were you then uh, back in January of 1943? I was over in Europe. <laughs> it was during the war. It it must have been such a, a huge deal that you you came home from fighting in Europe in World War II, and people at home wanted to tell you about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was the big thing they just said uh, that I remember these old people talking about it. I remember one man said his uh, uh, cattle just about went wild it, it, from, from cold weather suddenly warming up to hot weather, and they just didn't know what to do. Well, you, you've lived there a long time. How do you dress every day if you know the temperature could go from Below zero to 50 in the span of a few minutes. Oh, you don't know it's coming. <laughs> it's just one of those things you don't know about. Do you, keep, do you keep a bathing suit on just in case it gets warm enough to go swimming? Well, no, I don't. I just don't go swimming. <laughs> Linford, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time. You bet. Thank you. Now it's the part of our show where we tell you about our sponsors who give us money. Casper is an online retailer for mattresses. Casper mattresses are American-made and obsessively engineered for comfort. They use two technologies, latex foam and memory foam, to give just the right amount of sink and bounce. They have a risk-free trial. You can try out your Casper mattress for 100 days with free delivery and returns. It's outrageous comfort at a polite price to so go to casper.com slash everything to check out their options. And they have a special offer for listeners of this podcast. That's you. Use the promo code everything to redeem $50 towards a Casper mattress that works for you. Terms and conditions apply. We have another sponsor today. Red Hat, the leader in enterprise Linux platforms, is now recognized for its innovative cloud, middleware, storage, and container technologies. With a complete open source portfolio, Red Hat solutions are trusted by the world's most demanding organizations. From the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange, to air traffic control, to 100% of U.S. government executive departments. To see for yourself why Red Hat is trusted everywhere, go to redhat.com. does it for today's show and uh 
be honest, Mike left. Mike had to go during the last music break. So it's just me. Nah, feels a little weird to talk about what I learned. I'm just gonna tell you who made our show. Nadia Wilson helped produce the show this week. Lorna White helped technical direct the show. Our website is how to do everything. Our email is howto at npr.org. I'm Ian by myself. I don't even I'll be honest, I don't really I don't even know how to turn off the microphones. Just gonna fade everything down. <laughs>